Hello, hello, and welcome to For Book's Sake. Once again, I am Heather Roberts. I am Veronica Adams, and together we are 1852 Media. We are indeed. And today we are going to walk a line and talk about something that's a little controversial. Like, you know, we talk about some controversial things when from time to time. When have we ever talked about controversy, Heather? Come on now. I know. But like this, I think it's important to bring up these topics that make people uncomfortable because we need to sit in a place of uncomfortability in Listen, order to learn. I am perpetually learn. uncomfortable, so let's just have at it. You know what let's, I mean? Like, yeah. Life, life is uncomfortable. Like, life we're all is out uncomfortable. Here just doing the best we can, right? Life yeah. is uncomfortable. And get used to being uncomfortable. There's let's just embrace it. There's growth in uncomfortability. That's, That's right. a good thing. That's right. But yeah, I think talking about censorship is specifically what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. In relation to the Tilly Cole situation that has arisen. Uh, So for those that don't know, Tilly Cole had a series. It was the Hades Hangman Hangman series. Something like that. It's Hades is. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. It was dark romance series. I have never read these books. I've seen them. Nor have I. Nor have yeah, I. so neither yeah. of us have I'm read these aware books. Of them, but I've never read them. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I've seen them promoted. If you've listened to any of our episodes uh, before, you know that Veronica and Mai's uh, comfort reads are not dark romance. No. Not that we don't... I do enjoy a good dark yeah. romance, but it's like it's a treat. It's not like part of my routine consumption. Correct. It's not like yeah. the regular stuff that we consume. That's I've right. certainly consumed dark romances in the past, but it is not my go-to. Yes. So I have not read this series. The reason it's coming up now is because there was a book that was about to be released or it just released or maybe it was just found. I don't I don't really know. The Darkness Embraced. I think it was actually published in 2019, uh, okay. but it just started getting it just popped up. Um, I think maybe what some happened? influencers of color got a hold of it. It's very possible. I mean, so for some reason, it has, yes, you know, come up now. Book, book talkers in the in the book, uh, some readers who are people of color in the book talk community, I think, came across it, or it was brought to their attention, or they read it for the first time, or something. To that, that is my understanding of how all of this okay. came to pass. Came came to pass. Yes. So the reason uh, that people are upset and are, I think, rightfully so my opinion is that there is the the main character, the main hero, if you will, of that particular title is a member of the triple K. Yes. I'm not sure if we will get taken down if we talk about, uh, if we say the actual letters outright. So I'm trying to be careful here with my language. He is a member of the triple. The white supremacist group that terrorized the American South for much of the post-Civil War restoration period and through the Civil Rights era. Correct. Uh, Did and still exists to this day and uh, continue to commit atrocities against people of color. And to hang out in Florida at the gates of Disney World and other places where families congregate. Correct. Uh And uh, so that the hero in that that book was a member of that organization 
And uh, then the heroine was the daughter of a Mexican cartel leader. In my, it's my understanding. Everything about this makes me so uncomfortable. It makes me cringe. Right. I told you we were going to be uncomfortable. It makes me cringe in a way that I, I really don't enjoy. But we need to talk about these things because these books have existed in our universe yeah. for years yeah. and have not only existed, but have sold very well. Mm-hmm have been acclaimed, have been nominated for awards. This was, I think, book six. Uh, The book I was just talking about, Darkness Embraced, was book seven in the series. There is an eighth book. There are half books, like novellas. This is a whole-ass series, my friends, okay? (laughs) This is... It's not a half-half series. It's a whole-ass series. Well, I'm just saying, it's not like this is a standalone book. This is a whole series. This was not a one-off situation. Tilly crafted an entire universe where this this particular character with his backstory actually belonged. Correct. And it's yeah. my understanding that the Triple K shows up in book three. I could be wrong about that. Okay. All of the blurbs have been taken down, so I can't go back and, mm-hmm. and look. Yeah. But I think the, at this point, only a few paperbacks are still listed in various places, mostly on Amazon. Yes. The entire series has been taken down by Tilly Cole uh, from for sale anywhere uh, after this has sprouted up. So these books are no longer for sale. But the reason that we're talking about them is because they were for sale for a very long time and acclaimed yep. and loved yes. and beloved. And yes. there has been ever since creators have come out saying like what the actual fuck mm-hmm. rightfully so right about the redemption arc of a triple k member mm-hmm. who romanticizing is romanticizing the transition from active racist to no longer racist the right. rehabilitation if you will simply because of the love of a member of the Latina community that that love transformed him in a way that now he's no longer a, a Nazi. Right. So there's that. <laughs> For those of you who were listening and not watching, you should, I, I, it, it was just the face Heather made like, so exasperated look of what the actual fuck why are we talking about this like (laughs) right like how is this a thing this is this is something that we need to talk this is something we need to talk about because it happened on beyonce's internet in the year of our lord 2023 how 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 is that how because people are saying okay so there there's one camp of people Mm -hmm. who are outraged about this entire situation I, I think, mean, I, I think, yeah, I, I, I am aware of it or upset camp. on some level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm obviously not part of a marginalized group. If you're listening to me, um, you've never seen me. I am a white German lady. Okay. <laughs> I am not part of the marginalized group that was affected. I cannot, I cannot understand how this affects them because I am not that person. I am, right. I am not them. Right. Um, however, I can recognize that it would affect a marginalized person to see a romanticization, romanticization, yes. romanticizing yes. this particular mm-hmm. matchup 
Okay. I I can see how that's harmful. A a member of a terrorist group. Let's just go there. Like an active terrorist group. And it's my understanding and that this later, this book that I'm discussing, um, Mm. the, the, what is it? Crap. Um, Darkness Embraced. There we go. I'm sorry. In that book, he's an active member in the book. Yeah. And then eventually, and does things, and then leaves the organization and has his redemption arc. So it's not like this is talking about somebody who was raised in it in childhood and they no longer, they they don't, you know, relate to that he, anymore. He as act- a whole ass adult participates yes. in the organization and it's and 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 furthering its goals. Correct. And terrorizing minorities and marginalized groups. And then wakes up one day, realizes that he wants to be with Oh, well only because of the love of the heroine. Of the heroine. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he has tattoos that are problematic and those are essentially romanticized in the, in the book. She, you know, talks about them then in sort of a loving way, which is gross in its own regard. Oh my God. Yeah. So here we are. Tilly has taken the books down. She has released, she she has released a statement, which I will read. She stated, I deeply apologize to those I have hurt. I have taken the Hades hangman series down from sale. I am always learning as an author and I have taken this to heart and will be mindful of all my stories going forward. I endeavor to always try and do better for now. I am taking some time away from social media. Thank you to all who have, who have supported me and shown me love I appreciate you more than you know. Mm-hmm. That is Tilly's statement. So those books are down for sale. Now there is an entirely different camp of people who are saying, oh no, this is censorship, mm-hmm. that this is dark romance and anything goes in dark romance. Cancel culture came from somebody who was just doing what the genre requires. Right. So let's yeah. talk about censorship. Let's talk about what that is, because this is not censorship. Let's just let's stop there. Full stop. This is not censorship. So censorship is the suppression or prohibition of any parts of books, films, news, etc. I'm just reading a definition here. OK, that are considered obscene, politically unacceptable or a threat to security. Censorship truly comes from a place of authority that that is taking away the ability for us to consume media. So books, films, news, et cetera. It is not censorship when the author herself (laughs) removes the books for sale. If Tilly wanted to, she had a choice to say, no, I'm going to leave those up. And she could have used, you know, she could have typed, 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 typed and made more of those for people to consume. Mm Mm-hmm. And people would have consumed them, no doubt. So censorship is not pressure from people saying, this is not right. I really don't think you should be doing this. That's accountability. That is the pure accountability that we have in this industry. Because let's be honest, we really don't have any other type of accountability in this industry. 
Yeah. If, you know, censorship is when a government usually would come in and say, no, you can't read this. Censorship is removing books from libraries, from public schools, so that there is no longer access to those titles. Yep. It's not when an author, yeah, yeah. It's not when an author decides, oh no, maybe this wasn't the right take, and takes the books down. That's not censorship. Right. Or when someone who, someone who has experienced the end result of this questionable thing that has been romanticized in the book, right? In this case. Mm-hmm open racism and terror just for existing as a person of color or a member of a minority group. And they say, you know what? This is hurtful. Yeah. This, this romanticizing this gives it a form of social proof and validity that it doesn't deserve. That's the biggest thing. That's why these are so problematic. Exactly. And Tilly's decision to listen to that feedback from the people who are directly hurt by this kind of racism and terror. I mean, I I applaud that. That's not censorship. That is growth mindset. That is self-regulation. Right. That is accepting accountability for not being fully cited at the time that you made the decision to write this book and publish it, you know? Or for, you know, being willing to grow and change. A lot of things that used to be socially acceptable aren't because we continue to progress and society changes. Right. Which is great. Exactly. Being willing to receive that feedback and do something to prevent any additional harm is not censorship at all. Right. Not not in the least. And talking about dark romance, I I do want to touch on this a little bit because there's a lot of people saying, you know, oh, but it's dark romance. That doesn't mean that dark romance, dark romance is not a free pass to all things taboo. There are many things that exist in dark romance that I don't really enjoy personally. Yeah. Yeah. There are books that make me wildly uncomfortable and, you know. That that's just me. Mm-hmm. However, I recognize that dark romance for some is a form of therapy sure. that for some, they really need dark romance to help them sort out thoughts in their brains and, and process different emotions. And it's been recommended anecdotally, at least uh, for, for people that I've spoken to who are really into dark romance um, from therapists and and others in the professional psychologic, you know, psychology. Like, oh, sure, uh, that's basically safe, contained method of of dealing with anything, right? Repressed desire, trauma, whatever the case might be. I, exactly. I can totally see that. But like, it, it's funny. We're sitting here talking about censorship, and I'm thinking of a dark romance from a handful of years ago that was literally deplatformed because of the content. And the author ended up selling it direct on her website. And, you know, mm-hmm. this has happened more than once. This example oh, yeah. I'm thinking of is not unique. But it was it was deplatformed by retailers because of the content of the story. The romance plot itself is the kind of story that a lot of platforms 
it violates their terms of service in terms of what you're you're putting out there and publishing. That's censorship. But privately, yeah. I mean, the, the, the retailers have the right to say we will and won't sell this stuff. Yeah. They're allowed to put – there are rules with Amazon. I mean, you're not allowed sure. to have bestiality, uh, pedophilia – um, certain. Listen, I have I have stumbled across some dinosaur erotica in my day. So the bestiality thing, they find ways around it. There are ways around it, and there are yeah. Um, you know, non-con is also <laughs> non-con is also not supposed to be published on retailers, but there are ways that it has been published. This is wildly and, popular among dark romance readers. Yeah, dark-con and non-con are. I know a lot of readers who won't read it, and I understand sure. why. I'm not really a big fan of it myself, but also, it's it's a good plot device for some of these really dark stories. Right. And um, there's and nothing so, wrong with consenting adults consuming that kind of content. And so I, I th- there are people out there who are saying, well, if that stuff is okay, then why yeah, is the this- slope. Yeah, why is this not okay? Well, because this this is different. Um, I don't think anybody is saying that those books are glorifying rape. I don't. I don't think that right. that's what those books are doing. And it's also, you know, the author who wrote those books could have had a situation in their lives in which they've experienced those things, right? Sure. So there could be some sort of uh, coming from the source uh, information as you're writing those books. If you are a white author <laughs> writing about the triple K and a Latina heroine falling in love and you have no, th- this is not coming from your source of personal knowledge okay it's not inspired by your own personal life experience at Correct. least not as, as a woman in a heterosexual relationship right like this is not this is not coming from that so there there's one difference right also it's a very different thing it is it is a very it's very different um i don't know how else to explain it <laughs> other than to say racism is not the same as talking about sexual exploration. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's other, you know, types of sex, sexual exploration that I don't really, you know, love in books like stepbrothers, for example. I, I don't, I don't love that storyline. You don't love a stepbrother trope? No. I mean, oh, I've, I read, like I've read, I've read, yeah, I, I've read like one that I've, you know, been like okay with, but it was uh-huh. only because they were, they met when they were adults and they didn't know each other growing up. Like there was, there were situations in place that made it not as yeah. gross. The only stepbrother romance I have ever, ever, ever really been into is uh, the 1995 cinematic adventure Clueless. Mm. Yeah, I, I forgot that that I is a love, stepbrother romance. I love Paul Rudd. Oh my but god! But that's sort of a similar situation. They became step siblings, not really by their own consent, when when they were of age, when they were over right. eighteen, or I think she was seventeen. But like basically adults. Yeah. But I guess the question is also if there was a book about somebody who was really only into minor children. 
And yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly that hero had some sort of a redemption arc with the heroine. Would we feel okay with that? I don't nope. think I would. Nope. No. Nope. So there are some, there are lines. <laughs> there should be lines. Absolutely. As to, and this is also not to say that people can't write them. People can write them. They can, you know, and other people can consume them. But we, as the public, also have a right to critique upon them. Absolutely. And that's what's happening here. And via the honest feedback Tilly received, she personally, probably with counsel from, you know, people close to her in her business, made the decision to remove these books from sale herself. Right. Because she sees... I hope genuinely the harm that they, that they caused or were causing. Well, I mean, are they really causing harm? Are they reminders of harm? I mean, it, I, I don't know because I'm not a member of a marginalized community and I've never experienced that kind of racism. And this is something that, you know, I, I'm happy to let someone who has had that experience right. speak on instead. And I think but, like, that's why we're trying to be careful here, be- not because we don't believe that things like this uh, perpetuate hate and perpetuate racism, but because we very much recognize that we are not a member of the marginalized class exactly. that's been affected here. Right, and right. so we are not in a place to say, to accept her apology, right? We can't do that. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that is that apology or- It's not for us. It's not for us. We can only, you know, speak about it and talk about the issues as they have well, um, and, have arisen. There are a and, lot and of amazing the the white readers specifically yeah. who are out here on social going. But have you read the book? Right. Have you read the book? Do you understand what happens? Don't you get that there's a whole journey here? He redeems himself. There's a redemption arc. Like, you know, and <laughs> I mean, essentially, what you're doing is defending racism you're defending a nazi i mean that's what you're doing and in in the year of the taylor swift movie i don't think we should be doing that i mean it's wild it's wild so yeah i mean that's who we're we're speaking to there are a ton of amazing creators of color who have spoken specifically about the harm uh, that Absolutely. it causes and perpetuates. So I encourage you to go and watch them. Um, Mari, the book talker is one of them who does an amazing breakdown. Um, she actually read the book and she discusses it. Yeah. She, she read it for the purpose of those people who were saying, well, haven't you read the book? Up? Yeah. She did. And um, she discusses why it's so harmful. And so I feel like that's that's a place to start. Um, and there are a lot of stitches off of her videos uh, from other creators of colors that, that talk about it. And so if you are, and you should be, interested in learning more about that, that specific you know piece of this, um, you should go in and look those up and check them out. But yeah, this is not censorship. This is uh, someone taking feedback and realizing that, in fact, it was harmful and that people 
are telling you that this is not okay and yeah. therefore so, removing them. Censorship would have been Amazon removing the books for Tilly or right. Tilly's direct sales store closing down her store because she's selling these these books with this particular kind of content. Or Tilly appearing on a book ban list for a government entity's library and schools. Like, that would be censorship. This is accountability. Right. So I, th- I think that that's an important thing uh, to understand as we navigate, you know, these issues in romance. And I think it's also important to bring up that racism in romance books is not new. I mean, this is something racism that... Racism in the romance community. That's well. what I mean. Yeah, no, in, the, in the community as well. Like, there is there is a long history, for those of you yeah. who have just entered Romance Landia, there is a very long history of marginalized creators... Uh, or that marginalize creators of color. Yeah. And authors of color and have constantly looked over Mm -hmm. them for awards and recognition and um, deals, traditional publishing deals. I mean, we can go on the list. There are authors who I have represented who are members of, um, you know, different, groups. I don't want to say their ethnicity to in order to, you know, identify them in any way who have been afraid to be public facing for fear that their books wouldn't sell as well. Yeah. If readers found out, if readers found found out, yes, that their books then wouldn't sell in the way that they were selling. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this these people, I, I can't say one person because it's been more than one person, sure. have had these fears that are justified because of evidence of other yeah, of course. other people out there who are public facing and really struggle to get their names on different lists and to get the, you know, different recognition that they deserve. Sure. You know, this is valid. This is, you can't invalidate that for them because it is a, is a true fear. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a personal decision that they have to make it. We can just, you know, we can argue all day long, whether it's right or wrong or whatever, you know, right. that's their decision yeah. to make. That's, that's a completely different conversation. But, but the racism that's endemic in the community is so pervasive and so historic that you don't really need the books to also be reflecting it. Like, yes, exactly. it, it's enough that it's actively happening to authors and, and to readers and to stories. I mean, you know, I, I, we still don't have, I think, enough representation. We don't. Of non-white lead characters in romance. I mean, the fact that a Big Five publisher was going to release a book that had black characters in it written by a white author for black history month. Yeah. Tells us we have a long way to go. And they thought that was like it. They were like, Oh yeah, this is what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like they (laughs) let's let another white author profit off of right. The black community, please. They were like, let's pat ourselves on the back for this thing that we're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. 
when it truly wasn't a great thing that they were doing. Yeah. So the fact that these things keep happening should tell you we we have a long way to go. So think critically, authors, as you're writing books. Is this your story to tell? There's that whole conversation. Is this your story to tell? Can you tell it in a way that is... That doesn't cause harm to a marginalized community? That's why there's sensitivity readers out there. For sure. And you should use them. Mm -hmm. If especially you do choose, if you are, especially if you are writing something that is not your own personal lived experience. Exactly. And I understand this is fiction, but fiction doesn't mean that you don't get critiqued upon it. There's, sure. there's still critique that may be had upon Listen, fiction. It's like free speech, right? You can say whatever you want to, you can write whatever you want to, but you are not free from the consequences of saying or writing whatever it is you want to say or write. Correct. Period. Yeah. And for Tilly, the consequences are readers of color are offended and hurt that she romanticized a literal white supremacist. Yeah. And I can understand so. that. Yeah. I can understand why. Absolutely. And from it's a, a bad P- look. Yeah. From a, I was just going to say, from a PR perspective, it's not a good look. It's just not. But you know what is? Taking responsibility and issuing yes. the apology and removing the books, accepting the feedback and sitting down and listening to what the people who are hurt have to say, rather than fighting back or doubling down or continuing to sell the books. Instead of being emboldened by the readers who loved them and are out here supporting them still and doing the, well, did you read them thing on yeah. social? Tilly could have leaned into that. She could have she hidden could've. behind those readers. And she chose not to. And I think that's admirable. I mean, I think that's good. My my one thing, I mean, I don't want to, you know, praise her too much because she did release eight of these sure. books. Of course. <laughs> but also my other thing is I didn't love her apology statement. Yeah. I, I thought there could have been more substantive meat on that bone, if you sure. will. And I really didn't like that the second paragraph turned it back to her. She could have stopped after the first paragraph. You don't need to thank people for their support of you during this difficult time because you created this difficult time uh, yeah. for other people. So you don't. She brought it back to her, and it became then about her uh, at the end. Which authors, if you're writing a statement um, like this in the future, don't do that. This is not about you. Don't do that. Oh, but it is. It it always is. It always right? is. Like, I know. But I'm just saying, don't don't do that. Uh, that yeah. was that was in poor taste. That left, I think, a bad taste in some people's mouths because they're like, apology. Oh, now it's about you. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Um, yeah, not a great, not a great take. But well, I think well, let's talk about uh, our marketing tip of the week. And okay. this relates. This relates. So our marketing tip of the week is that you are a steward of your own brand. Oh my gosh. Could you be more on the nose this week? I know. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) You take responsibility for everything that your brand puts out, whether it is. You should. You should. That's the marketing tip. You should. You should. You may not be, uh, depending on who you are. You may not be, but you should be. You should be. At the end of the day, readers are going to hold you responsible, whether Absolutely. you made the decision or someone else in your team ended up making the decision sure. for whatever reason we can use uh, 
iron flame misprints as an as a completely oh, innocuous example. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, that book is not getting it's getting one in one stars on Amazon, not because of the content, but because of the publisher misprints, the printer misprints, yeah. I should say. We don't know whose fault it was. It could have been the publisher, it could have been the printer. It wasn't Rebecca's fault personally, because no. I guarantee she didn't make any of those files. Right. <laughs> that, went, also, that went anywhere. But the physical product of the book is something that the readers expect to be as described. And when it's not, they have a right to leave that one star feedback for they did. whomever on the team is responsible for the paperback or the hardback looking the way that it does. Right. So you at the end of the day, as the author, Yep. are the one that takes the brunt of those missteps missteps from Absolutely. anyone on your team. So it you you have to know that and be willing to take responsibility for that, be willing to rise to the occasion to get ahead of that. Yep. Try your best to keep your fingers on as many pieces of your business as possible uh, so that these missteps don't happen. It's yep. a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of work, but it's something that, you know, is very important to ensuring that your brand quality stays what it what you want it to be. Yeah. And also understanding that when, if and when uh, one of your books is brought up as problematic, mm-hmm. that you shouldn't defensively say, no, it's not. You should sit and listen and be uncomfortable yeah. and talk to some people who yep. you are of the community that has been offended yep. and find out, uh, you know, the, the situation there and then craft a statement yep. that is not about you. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not your, yeah, Was statement. I a little too cavalier? Did I not understand the impact I was having? What can I take away from this that will allow me to grow and be better? Not just as an author, yeah. but as a human being. And what can I do for the hurt that I've caused? Mm-hmm. What? Me, me, me. I'm on fire. Put me out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what what don't, can you don't do? do that. Yeah, don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't do that. Don't do because that. remember, it's not about you at that moment. It's not about you. No. So be a steward, a good steward of your own yeah. brand. You're like a general going off to war, right? Like you may not, you, 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 you wrote the plan, right? And now the team is executing the plan. Right. And if the plan fails or there are snafus, it's it's going to land at your feet. It just is. Correct. Because it's you, the author, you, the, the brand master, the brand owner, the brand, as you call it, Heather, the brand steward. Yeah. yeah. You're directing 100%. it. So That's a really great tip. It's like a 50,000 foot thing, but it's true. Right. The success or failure of your brand ultimately lands at your feet. And, you know, it's really easy to remember that when you have a small brand, when you're just starting out. But as you grow and as more people come onto your team and more interactions are made and you have different deals going in different directions, Mm -hmm. it can be harder to keep a handle on all of it. So it's important to remember. For sure. Good tip. Thank you. Thank you. Good tip. Deep breaths, Good everyone. Chat. Good chat. Censorship. Oh, censorship indeed. And mm-hmm. certainly, if somebody um, would like mm-hmm. to come on and discuss this further, we'd love to have a guest on the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm all amazing. about yeah. I, I hearing the feedback about the FO portion of FAFO. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, we haven't had a guest on this show yet. So we would we would love to entertain that and, and have you on sure. and uh, it would be a great discussion. So please contact us if that is the case. So you have to be willing to talk about Taylor Swift at least once during the hour. At though. least once. At least once. <laughs> Sort of a joke now. Uh, is her name it, going to be brought really up? It's like a yeah. running thread through it, right? Like that three weeks in a row, we couldn't not talk about her now. Yeah. We've gotta, well, last week at was... Na- at least name drop her once. <laughs> yeah. Last week was valid. It was actually related to publishing, but all the other Touché. times we've just snuck it in there somehow. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, until, uh, well next time, until next time, right? Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> Write well and be be well. <laughs> <laughs>